everybody. Welcome back. Question the answer. My name is Christine. And I'm Megan. Yeah, we have more than one topic today. That's that's the good news. So <laughs> please know, Megan, you're going to have to do majority of the talking today because my brain is fried. So let's just let them know. So first topic on the docket today. We're going to talk about drag queen shows for children, which is crazy to say those words in the same sentence together. But you know, here we are. You know, when I went to Sanibel Island, I went to Drag Queen Bingo. Listen, I've been to drag shows. I think they're hysterical and they're fun. But I think it's it used to be common knowledge that it, they were for adults. It's adult entertainment. And somehow that line's been very blurred and people, parents, adults think that this is appropriate to take their babies, toddlers, young children to. And... It's not only disturbing, but it's almost like these people should be evaluated. Now, you have young children. I do. And this is why I get infuriated about it. This is kind of like the school the school curriculum. Curriculum, as Chrissy um, likes to say. Uh, episode. Yes. I feel like, you know, like I said, I've been to drag shows. I think they're funny. They're fun. They're entertaining, which is what they are supposed to be. Like, bring us back to, have you seen The Birdcage? No, wait, but can we just talk about how you say they're funny and they're fun? Yes. So this show is built for adults. That's how, when I grew up, they were always for adults. Yes. But, but to be honest with you, they're there for us to laugh at. Correct. This is, this, this, we're laughing at them. And I guess like we're in on the joke. I mean, we're not you're laughing a, at them, but. Well, you know, they're, you're in on the joke. It's, it's grown men. Dressed as women. A lot of times they're like lip syncing to Celine Dion well, or Beyonce. I mean, if you're the you're the reality TV show girl, but have you seen RuPaul's Drag Race? It's awesome. It's awesome. And there's some really talented drag queens out there. But again, it's for adults. Would you, in your I can't even I sit there and I'm like, okay, what's the opposing argument on this? Where people are like, this there are people out there that say this is fun and it's sensory and it could be entertaining with colors for their children. I mean, they're not wrong. Part of that is true. Yeah, they are. You know how many sensory activities and colorful fun kid activities are out there? A billion with a B. I wouldn't know. I don't don't do why drag queen shows are now coming to the surface as a form of entertaining entertainment for children. I have no I have no words about it. I really don't. I guess I don't understand why drag, no pun intended, but why drag children into, I don't see how a kid could find that fun. Why drag children to drag? Uh, yeah. It's, I would think that they would find it confusing. And, you know, we did mention, you know, we're in this world where it's all this social emotional learning and we just confuse the crap out of children so they grow up to be these basket cases. Well, because the agenda for not just these drag shows, but even in some schools and you know, books that are being released out to kids. It's not, it's not about the drag show, right? It's about from birth now, there shouldn't be any gender, right? It's, it's, we want to have kids from the coming out of the womb to say, you can choose to be whatever you want to be. And this is adding to that. It's, it's letting kids know that you can be whatever you want to be just because you were, you know, because you were born with certain parts doesn't mean that's who you are. And they think this is, you know, all collectively adding to that focus. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Can you choose? There's people out there that think that, that genuinely believe 
that you can choose. Now, you know my thought on it, though. I, I think this, this transgenderism push is the new I'm depressed. Yeah, you talked about that before. Think about it. Our generation, they shoved antidepressants down our throats. The next generation after that was everyone has anxiety, take a pill. Now it's everybody is got gender dysphoria and you need to, you know, like mutilate yourselves and take puberty blockers to be happy. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see it as the same type of, I don't know, kind of, we were pushed for this under us was pushed for that. It, and now we're, and now we're here cause we're, we just got to blow it all up. So we have a guest today, folks. His name is Tony. He's fantastic. Hello everybody. He's going to. Fact check us slash us time us. <laughs> I think the drag queen for children topic is something that should be discussed more often. And I can't believe you actually see parents at these drag shows with these queens doing sexual activities with these kids and thinking it's all part of entertainment. But, oh, we um, have videos. Kid entertainment. Kid entertainment. Kid entertainment. I mean, if you want sensory and color... Go get a clown. Right. But these are, it's almost like these are the new clowns for the kids. Mm. Um, That's an interesting At least the clowns weren't doing lap dances. And um, And they didn't offer kids to put dollar bills in their thongs. Exactly. (laughs) Again, take us back, take us back to the birdcage with Robin Williams and. No, I've never seen that movie. No, I love Robin Williams though. The birdcage is one of my favorite movies in the entire <laughs> world. And that was, I think, prime, prime drag queen. Are we going to watch a yes. clip? This is Robin Williams explaining, who plays a, a gay male who owns a drag show, a drag nightclub. And Nathan Lane, who is his partner in the movie, is the star of the show, <laughs> Starina. <laughs> and he's explaining <laughs> to another actor in this performance how to really get to the audience in this where it becomes heart slash pelvis. Pop. Yes? Coming. What about me? What do I do? Do I just stand here like an object? No. You do an eclectic celebration of the dance. You do fussy, fussy, fussy. You do Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham. Or Twyla, Twyla, Twyla. Or Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd. Or Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. That is the entertainment we want, okay? We want fun entertainment for adults. Fussy, fussy, fussy? Yes. <laughs> but... Today, unfortunately, in the in the chaotic world we live in, there are grown people that have their own children that are out there making the argument that drag shows for children are helping save lives to those who might be quite. <laughs> that's there was okay. a quote. Okay, that, we're not saving lives here. That might that can help save lives for for those who are questioning their gender and can help them kind of express themselves and co- feel comfortable about themselves. That's what some of the this argument opposing argument. It just sounds is. like we're blurring a lot of lines. Can I play devil's advocate for one second though? I get the drag shows are sexual, and I personally would never bring my child or any child there. I don't get I don't get the mindset of the parents that are. However, sexualization is everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, look at the music that is coming out. Look at the the music videos, the lyrics to these these songs. It's all sexualization. And, you know, my nine-year-old niece knows all the words. Yeah. And I'm like, what did you just say? Because it's not only on the radio, it's on the TikTok videos, it's on everything. And we talked about, look at, it's not even just music, we talked about it. Like the Balenciaga campaigns with the images that they're putting out with young children holding bondage animals. 
So how did we get here? I mean, where did, how did we even get to the, like everywhere you turn, even as a child, everything is just so unbelievably, obviously sexual. I mean, no, I have no issue with people being gay, lesbian, even trans. You want to be a drag queen at a nightclub? That's fine. I guess my point. But we're shoving it down everybody's throat. My question is though, why, why is this different then? Is, is if we're just sexualizing everything children do, then why, why is this different? Now, as I'm looking at this picture, I'm kind of answering my own question because you have a toddlers in this picture. I want you to answer me a question. Does this look like this is helping save lives? <laughs> yeah! Look, the there's kids a, don't there's even a, care. There's a, maybe a 18-month, two-year-old carrying a bouncy ball. Not to mention horrendous vocals. Are these like the drag queens that couldn't book a real show? Yeah, right. The failed drag yeah. queens. <laughs> oh, then we oh got this. Then we got this one. Nice Beyonce performance, just twerking it up. When did everybody become like a master but you know what? twerker? Right. But you know what? I blame every single one of these sick parents that are in this room <laughs> sitting on a mat with their baby or toddler. But if you look very closely, not one baby or toddler is looking in the direction of what's going on. The parents are. Yeah. They could care less, these kids. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate the other way. Is this grooming? I think it's part of that, yes. I mean, because it, it could be seen as grooming, From too. the parent. You are, you are actively making a decision to bring your child who has no clue, doesn't know any better. Some of these kids in these videos can't even string a sentence together yet. And you're actively bringing them to this show thinking you're doing something really cool and relevant. Which I think is just confusing them. They want to confuse them. Well, we, we talked that. That's that social economic learning where they just, once again, they're so confused, they're so emotional. Don't you wonder that if these parents bring their children to this... Can you imagine what they might be allowing them to watch on TV or on their oh. iPads? or? Well, growing up, we you were probably just as strict as my parents. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, we couldn't watch HBO. We couldn't watch MTV. We couldn't watch for, for long periods of time. Kids now just watch everything. 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 And then you have these reality TV shows, right. which is they're just so trashy you can't look away. I mean... They're everywhere. So once again, I get. how did we even get here? Is this, is this where our society is heading? You want to know what's even more disturbing about those, um, if you want to call them performances that I just showed you? They're from, that was in the UK. It's a cabaret company called Kaba Baba Rave. Okay. The most. Not, what, wait, what? Kaba Baba? Kaba Baba Rave. <laughs> okay. And not only is it extremely disturbing that these shows are being put on for children, it's even more disturbing that this group was formed by two mothers. What? Yes. Why? They have nothing else to do or offer their children? Yep. They wanted to have something fun. It sounds like they wanted something fun for them. Not the they kids. wanted that's what it is. They wanted an acting event. They said it was it was a quote in this article um, that we'll have up here. It, it was they wanted an acting event for parents and their babies, a little slice of afternoon delight that provides show stopping 
uh, activities with captivating baby sensory movements ending in a rave. Baby sensory movements. Do you know what baby sensory movements are? Well, it's not twerking. Um, no, I mean, of course not. And it's not. not walking around in a thong. Ending in a rave. Yes. Yep. Two moms. Congratulations, mom. Yeah. Parent of the year. Mm. People have lost their minds. They're left Go their back minds. up to that first picture that you had. Yeah, so th- these, it's the same thing. Kaba, Baba, rave. Um, <laughs> if we're, and we'll have the picture up. This is a baby. This is a... Baby rave. I don't even think this child, this child can't walk. I get, my question is like, why? Like, once again, are these the drag queens that just didn't make it? They got cut from the team and they just, they needed some form of <laughs> Second income. string. Right? You know what I mean? No, what this is doing for these kids is this is going to give them straight up nightmares. Okay? For years. So I, I pulled up an article about um, a drag queen's lead government-funded junior drag camp for kids as young as seven years old. So not only are the taxpayer dollars going towards this crap, they're now pulling it into kids as young as seven. So that's my oldest daughter's age. Over my dead body. So this is in Canada, the the world of Canada. Mm. So join some of Vancouver's most amazing amazing drag artists (laughs) and learn how drag can brighten up your life. Wow. There might be parents who be wondering... Is drag for kids? Oh, you're just reading it for me? <laughs> okay. Drag is for everyone. What? I mean, it's not, though, because... There is no because. <laughs> of course it's not for everyone. If my kids somehow in an alternate universe stumbled upon a show like that, do you know the confusion and the questions and, like... They just wouldn't be able to comprehend. It's like that scene from Mean Girls where they get to Regina George's house and the little, the little tiny sister, she has to be like, what, nine or ten years old? And she's doing the, the milkshake. milkshake. Yeah. She, and she's just sitting and there the trying to the like back, shake like, her hips. Yeah. Like, like encouraging it. <laughs> like how, how gross was that scene? Where and she's you, like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm no, a that's cool just mom. normal, I guess. What kills me is they're doing this at libraries. You mentioned something about libraries it's, earlier. Yes. You used to bring your kids to the library to get read a story. Well, they do, but now it's drag story time. Why does it? Ha- why does the person reading the story need to have makeup and 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 cosplay as I don't know some character? Well, I, Chrissy, because we're trying to be you know all inclusive. We just want everyone to be equal. It doesn't make any sense. Being all inclusive is a cop out, in my opinion. That's crap. There's there's. Uh, towns where we live that are hosting drag queen story time. It's like all the drag queens got together and they sat down at their marketing meeting and was like, who else can we get? Well, you know why? Because it's a trend. Because money. they're going viral, because they're getting attention. And that's, you know. It's the world we live in. It's, it's even though it might be negative publicity, any publicity is good publicity, right? So they'll take anything. So this um, this little junior drag camp, there were a couple, there were people obviously commenting underneath it. I thought these were two very interesting comments. So one woman said, so if I talk to myself and act like a different person, I might have a multi-personality disorder or dissociative identity disorder, even schizophrenia, and would even need treatment. But if I dress up and act or believe I'm a woman, then I'm okay and don't need treatment for the above-mentioned issues. Makes sense. And she's spot on. Yeah. The other comment I liked was, 
Groom camps is what it should be called. <laughs> Parents, do your job and protect your kids. I, I need to know who's signing their kids up to go to this. I just need to know. I don't think it's parents or it's parents that have a a whacked out version of what it means to protect your kid. Who wants their kids to be exposed to something sexual at such a young age? Why? Because these parents want to say, you know what? I'm I'm for this. I my kids are going to learn how to grow up and be accepting and treat everybody equally and, and be are inclusive. There, and are, if they they want to if they want to be whoever they want to be, that's fine. Like th- that's those parents. What they should add is, and I'll have to deal with their mental health issues when they grow up because they're going to be so damn confused. It's it's not it's not okay for young kids. It's not to to see this and then once again not really understand what they're looking at. It's not fair to them. They don't get it. I think that the goal is to confuse them from a young age so that we have more and more of this movement happening. And it's like, we need more places. We need action about it. Like Florida, for example, they're, I think they're passing a bill. It's called the children, uh, protection of children bill. The land of the free. Yes. (laughs) Yes. The freer at least. Um, And in this bill, which again is mind blowing that we even have to put a bill, try to pass a bill to do this because you would think that, naturally as a parent or as adults we would already be trying to protect the children but it it, the bill if it gets passed is to make it illegal for a parent to bring their child to an adult performance in any venue tennessee was trying to do that but the judge blocked it um, from viewing sexually explicit performances so a federal judge in tennessee blocked a law on friday that was intended to protect children from being exposed to adult cabaret like today in the world of duh, I, I right? Mean, performances right. including sexually explicit explicit drag shows. The law was temporarily blocked by the U.S. District Judge. However, the law prohibits a drag performer wearing a crop top and miniskirt from dancing where minors might see it. But it does not prohibit Tennessee cheerleaders from wearing an identical outfit from performing the exact same dance in front of children. Once again, that's my, my original question is it's everywhere. Their claim to fame is, well, it's cheerleaders doing the same thing. Why can't we do it? And you know what? I mean, well, it is an argument. It's everywhere. Uh, very. And listen, I'm not saying I'm taking, I'm coming over and picking your kids up today <laughs> and we're going to a, the Pittsburgh drag show. Okay, drag but story hour. I'm just saying it's everywhere. How do you it stop is it from bleeding? I wish there was more groups, people speaking out. And it, even like, okay, so you have the parents that are deranged that are bringing their kids to these shows. But then also, like in Texas, there was a restaurant who hosted a drag brunch or something. And there's, <laughs> you see these little, it was a little girl standing there. And it's, it was a still shot that I saw. I think it was from a, a Fox article. Um, this drag queen is dressed as like a kitten. And she, there's a song that was playing. I'm not going to repeat what the song was, but you, you can apply kittens with, got you it. know. Got and it. she's, no, wait, I don't know. <laughs> this, my father's here. Um, Tony, do you know what she's talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this drag queen is patting her, you know what, and lifting up her skirt. And the, the little girl's sitting right there with her parents and her family just trying to have a freaking cheeseburger. And they're all clapping in the background thinking this is great. Are we okay? Mm. 
And then also no, the restaurant I, owners, you're allowing this? Where are the responsible adults in the world? Where are they? Right. The issue is basically drag shows used was a form of entertainment for adults. Yes. We've all been there. We've probably all enjoyed some of them. And what's again happening like in a lot of other areas of our lives, they're pushing the limits of how far they want to go with all of this. And now it's affecting kids. I got to go back to the clown reference. If you want to have kids have, I just, we just came from a birthday party. They had a magician yeah, and, and the kids loved it, included them in, but, but somehow in our perverted world, we're now thinking that these drag queens are the new clowns. And maybe it would be all right if they were just at a book reading at a library. No. They weren't doing anything sexual. But the bottom line is, it's going beyond that. And the the way they're dressing, they're almost like cartoon caricatures that we have to look at and our kids have to be exposed to. And I think that's why people are so upset. There was this great video that I found. It's from a couple, I think it's from back in 2020. Um, it's It's a video of a drag queen. Her name's Kitty Demure. And he's basically saying, he's speaking out against the whole drag queen show oh, for children. Oh, interesting. And I'll, I'll play it. But basically, he's saying, it's wh- not okay. Why would you ever think to, that it would be okay to bring your child to these shows when it's just full of sexual content writhing around? There's no part of that that's appropriate for children. And it was such a great point. I'll play it right now. I have no idea why you want drag queens to read books to your children. I have no idea. What what in the hell has a drag queen ever done to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much? Other than put on makeup and, and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage. I have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child. Would you want a stripper or a porn star to influence your child? It, it makes no sense at all. A drag queen performs in a nightclub for adults. There is a lot of filth that goes on, a lot of sexual stuff that goes on. And backstage, there's a lot of nudity, sex, and drugs. Okay? So I don't think that this is a, a, an avenue you would want your child to explore. They could explore dressing up at home like we all did, like all gay boys did. We all dressed at home and we had a great time. We had a great time with our girlfriends, putting on makeup, trying on clothes, things like that. But to actually get them involved in drag is extremely, extremely irresponsible on your part. And I understand you might want to look like you're with it, that you're cool, that you're woke, that you're not a Nazi, that you're not a homophobe, whatever, whatever it may be. But you can raise your child to be just a normal, regular, everyday child without including them in gay, sexual things. And honestly, you're not doing the gay community any favors. In fact, you're hurting us, okay? 
We have already had a reputation of being pedophiles and being perverts and deviants. We don't need you to bring your children around. So you keep your kids at home or take them to Disneyland or take them to Chuck E. Cheese. But if you need your child to be entertained by a big human in a costume or in makeup, take them to the circus or something. When they turn 18, then why don't you take them to the clubs on their 18th birthday? Because it's an adult thing, okay? So don't ruin your child's life and don't ruin us because that's what you're doing. Like so spot on. So spot on. Who was that? The drag name is Kitty Demure. And I applaud Kitty Demure. A smart individual. Very smart individual. And I like like the point about you're ruining the gay community. 100%. Yes. Yes. So thank you, Kitty. Yeah. So, speaking. (laughs) Of going woke. Of going woke, (laughs) yes. Of trying to be cool and in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We have companies doing that. Oh, yes. And I think. Which I am so confused about. Listen. So confused. As a business, you need to stay neutral. And you need to, and you need to go after your customer. Your core customer. And when you try to not do that or you go outside of those boundaries, it doesn't go well and you lose money. A lot of money. A and l- you know who's lost a lot of money? You mean like $5 billion with worth? With B, people. You have it right there. How do you Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser. Okay. <laughs> Who, you know, I'm not a huge beer drinker, but. You're not? Oh. I thought, I'm also. I saw you drinking a beer when you walked in. Oh, I wish. Um, you know, but they own a ton of brands, more than I ever knew. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure most people have seen the latest partnership and commercial with Dylan Mulvaney. Okay, can we. That name, first and foremost, Dylan Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. What female acts like that? Well, you know, and that was one of my points with all of this. At the at the end of the day, with this individual, there, it's like a mockery of, of what a woman is. Well, Megan, no offense, but if you walked into the podcast today and you acted like Dylan Mulvaney, I would think you were on crystal meth. 1,000%. But it's a mockery. It's a mockery of what a woman is it's a character. and how a woman acts. And this person parades around on TikTok and on Instagram, partnering with all these big companies, acting like a f- complete fool, thinking that, thinking that they're a woman. Well, this is what he thinks women act like, and he's completely with, inaccurate. With the whole, I was told that there's something called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month. I didn't know it was about sports. That's just, to me, saying women are stupid. We don't know anything about sports. We don't know anything about what's going on. We don't, you know, we're idiots. That's how that comes off. The way this individual acts is absolutely a slap in the face if you are a female. And you don't think, being the brand that Bud Light is, out of all Mm. the people that walk this planet... You couldn't, if you wanted to change up your marketing tactics and kind of go, you know, target a younger audience to try to stay more relevant, you couldn't find anybody else. Wait, wait a minute. That's, that's the thing is it's like, I don't see a lot of trans people going down the Wegmans aisle. For Bud Light? For Bud Light. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's right. not even you're, the customer. You're drinking like a rosé. 
or, you know, a seltzer. <laughs> okay. So, so Anheuser-Busch. Bush. 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 <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> doesn't really I'm matter a, anymore. Listen, I'm not a wordsmith. Going down the drain. So, has seen its value nosedive over five billion dollars since Bud Light's polarizing partnership with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney. The beer maker stock shed more than 1.5% Wednesday alone to bring the market the market cap loss over the five billion dollar mark. Let me tell you if you're the executives in the top office, you are absolutely having a bad week. You're fired. Yeah. The stock was $66.73 per share on March 31st and it closed at 63 Dollars and thirty-eight on Wednesday. Not good. This is what happens when you get into conversations that nobody that buys your product cares about. Well, it's not even that. It's that, but it's also all these companies that are doing things like this, right? With the Dylan Mulvaney partnerships and whatnot. You're targeting such a small fraction of the population. I, yeah, I mm. think I, I saw it's one. Po- this is. I think a 2020 poll, but it was 1.9 of the American adult population identifies as trans. And that's according to the world population review website. You're targeting such a small audience for what? And like you said, that don't even normally would drink this product. So there was, um, you know, I listened to a podcast and she brought up, I want to get back to the person who came up with this idea, but there was somebody that brought up a really, really good point about why this is just absolutely failing on its face. So Carol Markowitz, the Bud Light backlash is happening because it is a product aimed at men. Dylan Mulvaney advertising leggings, face cream, handbags didn't make a blip because women have been cowered into surrendering surrendering their spaces and men haven't encountered the same. Mm-hmm. That's true. At least to this extent. So once again, you have a trans woman who is endorsing women products. The women don't like it. And then she tries to jump ship over to what men buy as a trans woman, I, I don't understand. It's going really well. So obviously. who? So a couple. It's also interesting that for the Dylan Mulvaney is a girl. They have Mulaney pushing a product that is generally associated with men. Picture the most beautiful. This is a good point. Picture the most beautiful, popular supermodel in the world. Okay, could she be the face of so many different brands? No, of course not. Bud, Olay, Kate Spade, Kate Spade, <laughs> Ulta, Mac, Cerave, etc. Sending. A message to us. Accept this or you're out. Yeah. They're pushing it so hard. And honestly, the VP of marketing over there at Bud Light, Alyssa Heinerscheid. I got her picture. Wait, I got her picture. Yeah. She needs to be fired. I mean, her whole She should lose her job over this. Her her whole thing was, you know, if we don't attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there's going to be no future for Bud Light. And their whole thing was they needed to stay relevant and inclusive, right? Her exact words were, I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light, and it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time, and if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no more future for Bud Light. She said in an interview how she was inspired to update the fratty and out-of-touch humor of the beer company with inclusivity. So let's just take transgenderism out of it 
If you are a VP and you make a decision at the top and it tanks the company, you get fired. Like way fired. $5 billion. And not rehired. <laughs> We're not talking about 5000 I mean, I can't, the cost of marketing right now for this company has got to be oh. asinine. Oh. So even with the, the inclusivity crap out of the picture, as a businesswoman, she made probably one of the worst decisions for this company that they've had in a very long time. She should be fired. I don't know why she's still at the company. Right. I'm just, it's, I'm glad to see people pushing back against it. I mean, she, real people are really coming after Bud Light. Like, I don't know if you saw Kid Rocks. He shot. <laughs> yes, I did. Him, uh, the singer Travis Tritt, uh, he removed Bud Light from his whole tour. Mm -hmm. and, and his bar. Oh, no, and that might be someone else. I think that was somebody else. Um, there's videos all over Instagram, TikTok of people just smashing their Bud Light cans, getting rid of it. There was a, there was a video I saw. It's a bunch of steamroller equipment, <laughs> literally just running over all these Bud Light cans, bottles. Because you, you, you ruined it. You didn't, she just literally, you cannot have somebody endorse your product that doesn't represent the brand. Duh. But we, but as a society, you're, we now can't even go and have a beer and just enjoy having a beer without this being shoved down your throat. We can't do anything without this being shoved down your throat. Do you look at look at Nike? Same person, oh my God. Dylan Mulvaney, I, I now watched. partnering with with her to be the representative for their sports bras and, and athletic wear. This person has no breasts. So I have watched, and my GIF isn't coming through. Damn it. But I've watched this little the like, dance, this which is, is also embarrassing. Because she's not athletic. I mean, she's not a woman. She's not a woman. He is not a woman. You know how many amazing women athletes are out there that could have been great for this? Yeah, I that's and I think that's it's a slap in the face. I think that's everyone's problem here. Is like you want to call yourself a woman? Call yourself a woman. I'm not going to stop you. Whatever. But but the fact that we are being pushed to the side so that men who want to cosplay as as a character of what they think a woman is, and they're getting the attention when they've never suffered what we suffered. You don't have a uterus. You don't bloat every month. She, she thinks she does. I mean, the only thing this person has to do is, is shave their five o'clock shadow every single day. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, you can call yourself whatever you want, but there is one perspective you will never have, and that's to actually be one. Exactly. And you're right. It's like, accept this or you're done. And Nike, huge brand. Again, there's so many wonderful women athletes out there that it's like, we're going to pick this person. So look at the brands that have passed up real women for a man. Ulta, oh, yeah. Kate Spade, MAC Cosmetic, Love Beauty and Planet. I don't know how they are. CeraVe, Milk Makeup, Urban Decay, Erlaz. How, how, how's that? That's Lady Gaga's. Neutrogena, Native, Svi Vodka. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Vodka. Instacart. Instacart, Crest, OkCupid, okay SodaStream, and Ready. Yep, the biggest one of all. Tampax. How do you have somebody endorse a product that they can't even use? You know what was alarming? There, It wasn't Dylan Mulvaney. It was another trans woman um, on TikTok or Instagram bought a pack of tampons, and he's she's on video opening it, and, and, and they're like, don't tell, like all like, 
you know, because this is how they think women speak. Don't tell me this is what you put inside you. Oh, my God. Like, freaking out about it. And I'm like, why did you buy it? Like, why did you buy this? You can never use it. Why would you want to use it? Well, I see, you know, what you're actually seeing with the Bud Light um, circumstances here is look at how men are reacting when this oh. is being forced on them. On them. But look at how women have not reacted the same way when the same thing's happening right. to them. I find it almost embarrassing for women that they're not standing up. Yeah, we're all the feminists. I, I just, mm. I, it's, I think a lot of us just struggle with where are the women. We're all the feminists out are, there. See what the men are doing? They're not, they're not going to take it. They're not going to take this stuff. And you've got women who are either silent or afraid to speak out. That's not a good sign for feminism. You, you've got to be able to be strong enough to speak out. That's interesting you say that. So there was a cycling competition. Ah, I don't remember where. It was just last week. They wanted a transgender woman, so a man, to compete in the um, championship. The woman, every single woman said, we're not competing. If you allow this man to compete in the championship, we're all going to cut. They had to kick the transgender woman out. Basically said, you can't compete because we don't have a race. We don't have a race. We have sponsors. We have all these people that are expecting this to go down. And the women are the ones that stood up. I truly believe, I agree with you. I believe the women are the only ones that can stop this. They have to be. We're the they only, have to be. We're the only ones that can stop and this. That's exactly what more and more women's leagues and sports teams should be doing is backing out. Then we'll see how fast this changes. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who was the the swimmer that lost to Riley, Ga- Riley, Riley Gaines? Gaines? She goes and she just has an open conversation at a college yeah. about you know why women can- shouldn't be competing and, against men. And good on her because she's really she's getting out there and she's speaking but out she about gets it a, as she should. She gets attacked. She gets hit by a man, a transgender woman. So she's attacked by a man, and the university does absolutely nothing. And now she's suing the university. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. She, get atta- she gets attacked by a man. I don't care if he's wearing a dress and lipstick. He's still a man attacking a female, and nothing gets done. She had a cower in a room for two hours while while they had a meltdown outside of the door. I mean, come it's on. It's a wild, wild world. You know, that's I think that's my issue with transgenderism right now. This is because I had a situation happen in my own world where I sat back and I was like, whoa, these transgender people want to bitch and moan all day about how uncomfortable they feel all the time, yet they got no problem making everybody else feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And they don't care. They feel entitled. They're just going to project everything inside themselves so that everybody else is on. Un- so they're going to do to everyone else what they claim have been done to them. I just, I can't stand it anymore. If you want to be transgender, be it, but stop throwing it in everyone's face. And it's face. sad because I'm sure there are many transgender people who just want to live their lives quietly, you know, don't need to like put this out totally. on a billboard everywhere. And I feel, I do feel for those people because this is unfortunate what's being done to that community. I, I feel like. It's it's absolutely well. It's disturbing. making a it's making a mockery of the folks that are actually in this for real, right? So, Doctor Phil and I'm so mad I missed this, but did you see this? I can't believe Doctor Phil's still on the air, by the way. But okay. do you know he's not a real doctor? Of course, he's not a real doctor. He's not a real doctor. <laughs> 
he actually had a he actually had a whole show where he did what what nobody has really done. He brought everybody in to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Nobody attacked each other. Nobody threw things at each other. And he had women on one side, and he had transgender women on the other side. And I thought this was really really smart because it allowed everyone to kind of clear the air as to how they were thinking because that's what the show is about like just how what's on everybody's mind and let's talk about it and bring everyone to the table as much as we may disagree with it we still want to hear all the sides so multiple guests debated on wednesday episode of dr phil over whether being inclusive to chant it's been a long week to transgender people cheapens the idea of womanhood that was the premise of the show dr phil spoke to guests and the audience about how the term woman has increasingly been replaced with general neutral terms. Yeah, I can't. Such as birthing person and persons with uteruses. Hmm. In order to cater, cater to transgender politics, he brought in multiple female guests as well as transgender activists to debate whether the push toward inclusion actually leads to the erasure of women. Yes. The answer is yes. All right, so Kara Dansky was one of the guests. I can't even look at I don't at know if that's her, but that's... I cannot even look at this. <laughs> Delete. It's a picture memory. of a pregnant man. Mm-hmm. A pregnant man. Dr. Phil earlier was talking about how the women's movement has achieved certain objectives. Women have had to fight for our rights for thousands of years all over the world and for hundreds of years in this country because we have been discriminated against and excluded from the public public civil society, from the educational arena, and from legal arena, from numerous arenas on the basis of sex. And many of us who support those movements are not about to turn around and pretend that sex is not a meaningful, legal, and physical category. So HIV and trans activist Shandy Moore argued that transgender people who have identified as women should be included as women, asking, so why not have another group of women join your fight in order to have more force in numbers? Um, Because you're not women. Listen, I don't mind people joining the fight, but the problem is we can't say woman anymore. We can't say mother anymore. So... You can't, once again, join the fight if you tell us what we've been for many, many years just ends. And we can't say it anymore. So I don't mean men. I mean women. It's not a matter of opinion. We're talking about the material material real, reality of biological sex, which is grounded in science and real... Oh, my God. Realty. Reality. Words are hard. Yeah. Uh, women are female and men are male, and it's okay to say that. And it's okay to say that. It really is. So... I don't know. What do you think about that? Would you just get secret text? I, I don't text. I was just texting Megan, letting her know that Dr. Phil actually has a doctorate in clinical psychology. Oh, my but he hasn't renewed his license since 2006. Oh, okay. So basically, so right. he's not. <laughs> okay, a little fact check over there. Um, I wonder why he hasn't renewed it. Why would you? You're already famous on TV. Yes. And everyone still calls you Dr. That's Phil. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, everyone, I guess, does call you Dr. That's Phil. Right. I don't, I, I, this sends me into a spiral. I, I, I feel like there are two genders, men, women. You can believe in your own personal life, whatever you feel like, but you cannot expect 
another person on the street to believe that as well. You cannot expect someone else to agree to those terms. You, you can't. So That's not reality. So Danny says, by no means do I want to erase women, but there's a difference between division and inclusion. I thought this was, I thought he totally shot himself in the foot with this, ex, with this um, explanation. I don't want to create division. I use birthing person. I am not a woman. I do not identify as a mother. I know many women who gave birth who don't identify as mothers because there's a difference between the two. But going back to me, just because I gave birth doesn't make me a woman or a mother. And there needs to be a space in the birthing world that allows me to show up as a birthing person. No, there does not. No, there does not. This is the problem. This is the problem. The people like this out there think that they should be given something, that there should be a space created for them. Why? No, there shouldn't. I just what, what what is this? Like you don't just because you think this way doesn't mean the world needs to now cater to your needs. I'm sorry. I guess I don't understand what the big deal is between uh, words. I mean, word 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 words matter, but they are just words. You know, I, I, it's like going back to the brand, the woke brands, right? I have M and M's on here because. We can't even just argue and be ca- and be oh. crazy about people. We have to be crazy about literal cartoon candy people. I know. So it was a little dramatic, yeah. The the M and M, the Mars Candy Corporation. The beginning of this this year, they announced they're retiring their spokes candies because now apparently people can't watch M M&M and M figures on the television screen without getting offended about something. Do they get offended about? I mean, do yes, we really? there are people. They. <laughs> Again, M&M's, Mars Candy, they wanted to be, they do, wanted their animated candy to be more inclusive. Candy. Do you have nothing else better in the world to do but sit online and find no, ways to be offended? They don't. So before this, did you think any of those M&M characters were male or female? The green. The green was a woman because she, she wore the she high heels eyelids. and she was like, you know, the kind of a sultry, like that was the M&M. But how she did you been, know that she could have been transgender? Well, n- well now... They, they took... Maybe she so was a drag M&M. The, speaking of... The, the green M&M was an icon, okay? She was great. I loved the green I loved M&M. I thought she was great. Because they're all the other ones were like more, you know, masculine characters. Not that I'm sitting there streaming M&M Well, they had cartoons, male voices. But they had male voices. M- the green M&M, she was just great. They took away her stilettos in order to be... I wish I was being... I wish I was kidding. Um, they took away her stilettos in order to be less sexist. And she was given athletic shoes instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, the brown M&M, who I don't, I don't feel like there was could, a lot of focus on. Could you imagine sitting around that table where they're like, what do we do now? Yeah, put her in sneakers. sneakers put her in sneakers. Yeah. And then someone watching be like, God damn it, she's in sneakers now. <laughs> See, I'm throwing things. The brown M&M. I didn't even notice that, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. yeah I didn't yeah, even yeah, notice it. The brown M&M also, who was apparently a female, but got a gender-inclusive makeover. And her new slogan was, I'm not bossy, just the boss. And then on top of that, they introduced a purple M&M. And apparently purple is associated more with the LGBTQIA movement. And the purple M&M, because we always have to go one step above, was given its own music video. Um, well, that's exclusive. Right. So... It's, it's going even as far to candy. Candy that you eat, cartoon characters, that we can't even enjoy that now. We can't even enjoy that. I just, I shouldn't, 
marketing and ads and TV shows like actually replicate what real life looks like? And are these, I don't know. So once again, I guess my question that I'm trying to ask is like, is there really that many out there? Are we really, like you said, it was one point, how much percent? According to that study, this was back in 2020, 1.9% of the American population identified as trans. So interesting to me how this is like just kind of blown. Like this is what has to like live on our minds mm-hmm. 24-7. Yes. Since we, and why is like how how we have sex like so needed in everything right now? Everything. Everything. I don't care what you do behind closed doors. I really don't. I'm kind of curious what type of human you are. I don't care what you do behind closed doors. I don't care what, what you wear. But you also won't take my place in a sporting event just because you want to no. be something. And again, it's just, and it comes down to like, we're adults, right? So we can tell the difference. We know what is insane and what's not. But when you start, which is all seeping into what kids view, what kids see, Disney even, you love Disney. have been going to Disney forever. Get back to your core, Disney, because, you know, you're putting things out there that are really questionable. And my but, kids, we watch Disney Plus. You got Big Hero 6 with the Baymax character who my kids love. They did a spinoff show with the Baymax character. And one of the, thank God I was watching it with my kids because one of the character, or one of the episodes was this inflatable robot, which is what it is, um, helping a 12-year-old girl trans and getting advice from a transgender male in a grocery store on what what, um, sanitary products to help this girl with. Are we joking? Hmm. What was the advice? I don't know. I turned it off. Okay. <laughs> uh, are we kidding? But even like the way the news reads things or even like this administration, like look at Pete Boot Edge Edge. You know, he's the first gay man to run the Department of Transportation. Transportation. Every time you have to hear a story on him, he's the first gay Department of Transportation secretary. And you know why, why do we care about the way the guy has sex? Like, why do we care about that? I guarantee this is this was also a um, Biden official, non-binary energy official escapes jail time and luggage. Oh, of that's Grand Larson. Let me break this down for you. So this this particular dude <laughs> goes on vacation and randomly steals women's mm-hmm. luggage. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, he stole a designer's luggage. And, and she saw it, right? Didn't she, she saw it? So there's the picture of Can you her designs on her, and then this this idiot wearing them. Can you imagine? I think it's funny how he flipped this one over, though. I mean, th- so he obviously got kicked out of his job. Thank you, but he's going to escape grand larceny for this. Yeah, 180 day suspended jail sentence. Um, a sentence that doesn't need to be served and ordered Britain to stay out of trouble. So you can just steal people's luggage and nothing's going to happen to you if you're non-binary. I just thought that was a funny, not, I don't think it's funny at all, actually. I thought it was really kind of so, kind of sad. It's disturbing. And it's because they look like that. I mean, it's just so... It's like, who wore it better? It's funny when he's like, I didn't steal her luggage. Yes, you did. Oh, my God. Yes, I you can did. only imagine the first time that woman saw images and was like, wait a second. 
Let's watch. Want to watch Dylan again? I've seen too much of Dylan. Oh my god, I can't get enough of for that. a lifetime. I really can't get enough of that little video of her just kicking and dancing. At first, I thought it was a joke. Like I, I didn't I thought think it was that a joke was the too. actual like partnership ad. I thought it was just. There's nothing that makes me more upset as an athlete than watching somebody who is skin and bones and doesn't work out a second in their life try and endorse a product to me. I just, I can't stand that as an athlete. I I would think a lot of um, women athletes feel that way. Like this person doesn't work out. And obviously by the way she moves, you know that. But I I mean, I just. Well, this is the same person that put on a a literal musical for day 365 for being a woman for a year (gasps) and made people buy to live stream it. Can I play something? Can I play something? Is it of Dylan Mulvaney? Oh my God. This has got to be our closing video. Words to live by. (laughs) All the tears are going to come. It's hard to see the light now. Sure is. This just reminds me of your comment of, we live in Alice in Wonderland. I really just think this individual is on this huge, long journey to try out for Broadway. Everything he does, he sings. It's kind of weird. Like, I, I'm the first one to admit I would love life to be a musical, but now that I actually see life as a musical... I don't want it to be this uh, musical. Yeah. <laughs> I want out. <laughs> I, I just think he needs to go try out for Broadway. I mean, that was very alone. inspirational. I think with that, you know, we leave you, we leave you all to it. Um, from the wise words of Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney. Hey guys, just picture after picture. All right, guys, we're just gonna sit here and just stare at this yes. individual because it's like a, it's like an alien. Enjoy your day. You're not alone. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah.